Okay, we back with another CPF episode. And I know a lot of people are asking you about this, how to invest with CPF, right? So for a very long time, I'm not a very big proponent of investing with CPF because I think it is a lot about risk-free returns already at 4%. And I know there's uh, two sides of the cam, right? One side say, don't invest, just put 4%, you know, put everything into your SA. The other side say, you should invest, you should compound over the long term and what have you. And then there are some data that suggest this, suggest that. Say that, you know, CPF, people that invest CPF actually don't perform as well and what have you. So I'm going to put out my thoughts today. I think there is a more sophisticated way to discuss this thing. I'm going to share with you my thoughts on investing with CPF, aka CPFIS, uh, investments. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And today, we're going to focus on CPF investment scheme. How do you work out with this and my take, okay, on this subject? A bit scary, yeah, but, but yeah. <laughs> I'm very afraid to talk about this topic because it's very contentious. Everybody has their own view. Everybody has their own perspectives. And I'm just going to put out mine, okay? So welcome, lah. Just listen in and see if it works for you. By now, you should recognize that CPF is uh, quite a big mammoth, like, very complicated and messy. Um, depending on how you look at it, right? So some people, it's like, oh, very good, ma. a lot of options, I like, can do this, buy house, retirement, invest, spend on my kids, and whatever you, right? So it, it depends on how you look at it. Of course, uh, some people think all the options are good, but also some people feel like, oh, so many options, don't know what to do with it. And investment is definitely something that a lot of people are entertaining. I think more and more young people are entertaining the idea of investing. For whatever reason... It may be because people are a little concerned about their future. It may be because of the rising cost. Or it may just be because that more and more people are becoming more financially aware, financially conscious, which is great, right? So for whatever reason, there is a phenomenon out there where a lot of uh, PMATs, young people like us, you know, young adults, uh, early working adults, early family, are all looking at investing. And CPF investment scheme is definitely something that is within people's purview. Uh, but of course, this topic a bit contentious. <laughs> right, so there are some articles that came out on Straits Times to say that one in two who uses CPF to invest ends up worse off. Right, So this is historical data and uh, it shows that for maybe the past 10-20 years, people are not really making money lah, from investing CPF. In other words, okay, what the, what the editor is trying to tell you is don't invest CPF, just put in SA or just put your money there, don't touch it, right? Just let it do its thing, let it do its magic. Why want to get kyang and do more, right? So... Uh, that is one camp to look at it, but we also need to recognize that uh, over the years, a lot of CPF products are much better, you know, compared to before. <laughs> Last time the products, uh, the premium they charge a bit wild, right? So I'm also saying uh, this because 
you are seeing evolution, right? You're seeing now that robo-advisors are coming in. Of course, at this point in time, there's only one provider which is Endow Us. And this particular episode is not sponsored, but I did reach out to them to sponsor other things. <laughs> because to me, it's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about you guys, ma. they sponsor us. Lah. But okay, so Endow Us is the only provider at this point in time that allows you to invest in low-cost index funds through their platform for your CPF IS. Okay, of course, I believe over time, other robo-advisors will come in, but at this moment in time, they are the only guys to allow you to invest your money to low-cost index funds, which is amazing because I think something that's out of the discussion when people use this kind of uh, big blanket statements, like oh, one in two people who use CPF to invest ends up worse off. They don't really kind of find out why are these people worse off. So one of the bigger problems is they invest in... ILPs, they invest in unit trust, they invest in all these kind of managed investment products that have very big wrappers, very expensive. Um, a lot of these companies, they charge, you know, 1%, 2%, per annum, and what have you. So very expensive. Lah. So essentially, when your management company is charging you this kind of rates, it's very hard for your portfolio to perform uh, above 2.5% or even above the 4% from your SA. But, of course, Endowas is uh, coming in to change the game and they are charging you 0.5% on management fees. And I believe with more and more people coming in, uh, all these management fees will come down. Like, and I believe there will be new people coming in. Uh. They cannot be the only guys. But as of now, they are the only ones to use CPF to do your low-cost index funds. right? So definitely check them out. I think pretty good what they are doing. Also, check out the episode that we are doing with them about why you should invest your CPF and listen to what they have to say. Okay, Don't just listen to me. Today's episode is you know, put together by my thoughts and talking to all these different people and what have you. So broadly speaking, the CPF investment scheme is after you have 20000 in your OA and 40000 in your SA, right? All the excess cash you can actually put through this CPF investment scheme. And uh, of course, there's some caveats, lah, okay? So like you can only put 10% in gold, 35% in single stock, corporate bonds, property, REITs, what have you. And it makes it a bit complicated for a lot of people. In that sense a lot of these providers will come in to try to capitalize on, on this complexity and say, that, oh, we're going to provide you a service. Uh, but they do charge a lot. Right? And my view is uh, you want to go for low cost. La. I think at this point in time, we all have already come to be perfumed in this environment of low cost funds and low cost service providers. So yeah, robo-advisory is a fair play. So today I'm going to share with you some uh, core tenets to have when you're thinking about CPF investment scheme, okay? It's not just using one robo-advisor and what have you, but really understand uh, this idea and based on this big mammoth, I'm going to share with you some of my pointers. Uh. Number one is when looking at investing through CPF IS, your risk-free return is probably closer to 4%. Okay, because your SA already gives you 4% uh, and the investment horizon is so long, so liquidity as a factor is uh, a little bit out of the way. Of course, I know some people say, oh, but you can invest your OA also. Ma. So that means you don't put the money in SA, you just invest directly through OA. Fair, because uh, at some point, your SA gets maxed up. Right? You cannot top up anymore and what have you. So, so I totally get that. Uh, but... In that sense, you probably shouldn't invest your SA, your special account, which is giving you 4% risk-free. And this is my view, okay? Once again, not a recommendation. It's really for education and my perspective because it's very hard for investments to perform at risk-free level beyond 4%. Okay, you probably have to take up a lot more risk 
And in that sense, I feel like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't invest your SA money. Lah. So based on last week's episode, I talked about you know topping up your OA into your SA and only keeping sufficient OA for your BTO down payment. Right? And to me, that is a process of optimizing your CPF structure to get the most out of your SA account because that is an entitlement to all Singaporeans. You got this 4% risk-free account that's sitting down there you put your money in, 30 years later when you retire, you can get it back out. And I've already debunked the idea of like, oh boy, government run away and all that shit. Okay, so so just listen to last week's episode. <laughs> but assuming no weird shit happened in the governance, uh, assuming even if the current governance uh, step down and hand over to another government, and what have you, CPF stays intact, you get your 4% risk-free, 30 years later, you can do all sorts of things with it, you know, because the money can come out and, and, and what have you. I think that is a fair thing that more people should capitalize on whether or not you have a full-time job. Really check out this idea of topping up your special account. But with that in mind, 4% is your risk-free. So when you plan your OA investment, so I'm saying don't really invest your SA, just put it in the risk-free, which is in the SA itself. All the excess that you have in your OA, you can invest because 2.5% is not that difficult to beat. But invest with the mind of the SA being the risk-free return already, right? So there are a lot of uh, investment strategy out there that people are talking about how to build your portfolio. You know, uh, 80-20 lah, 80% stock, 20% bond, 60-40, or you know, what, what have you out there which is uh, pretty crazy and uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a jungle lah. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to invest. Uh, but when I look at building a CPF portfolio, I really need to consider this idea that I don't really need bonds because I already have that 4% risk-free uh, in my SA account. Or at least today in fixed income, it's quite hard to get 4% or beyond 4%. So I would think that you need to be cognizant about this SA component when you're investing your OA. Don't try to be too safe with it anymore, right? So consider investments that can beat 4% per year per annum consistently for 30 years with this in mind. And uh, probably there's only uh, equity. La. Equity is really the discussion. And we'll talk about this slightly later. But why is this important? Because you need to recognize that the portfolio that you're building is not only uh, your investment account. Not, not your CPF IS only, but there's the extra percentage that is risk-free 4% in your SA. So you don't need to overbalance that portfolio already with more bonds or, or what have you. Compared to if you were to build a portfolio out of the CPF IS with your own money, then okay, a lot of the balancing 80, 20, 60, 40 kind of things start to make a little more sense. right? So when you look at the whole portfolio as it's one entity, then yeah, if you see CPF investment structure as a one entity of your whole CPF system, then maybe you really want to look at equities a lot more than uh, bonds and what have you uh, when investing in CPF IS. Which brings me to point number two, and that is after fees, right? Actually, to beat the 4% SA, you need to consistently be somewhere around 5.5% and 4% per annum to beat the OA account, somewhere around that ballpark. Okay, so it's actually not that simple, but <laughs> we'll come back to discuss this after a word from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, okay, so let's uh, take down the SA first. Okay, so 4% risk-free returns from in your SA account. If you want to beat it through investment, you've got to pay some investment fees, right? Management fees and what have you. You know, you add another 1%, 1.5% on top of it. You know, you got to beat 5.5% in, in essence, right? Because that's a year-on-year kind of thing. Of course, you know, the cat is out of the bag. Endowas is charging even lower, so they are changing the game. But if you're not using Endowas, uh, you're using other providers, then on average, you have to add another 1.5% fees per year on the total asset, right? So in that sense, it's quite hard to beat 5.5%, okay? Because 4% risk-free, right? And then add 1.5% cost, right? So to invest your SA money, you have to make more than 5.5% per year through investments to make it valuable to invest your SA money to begin with. Right? So um, if you look at CPF data, you know um, it's not performing very well. Now, of course, 58% of people don't perform, what have you. But if you want to look at uh, the market performance, okay, so 20-year chart of the MSCI World Index, uh, which is the broad index of the global asset structure, okay, everything add together, weighted accordingly, MSCI World over the 20 years performed about 6.1% per annum. And MSCI Singapore Index performed about 4.5%. So barely, barely meet you know, the 5.5% returns that you need to make sense to invest your CPF, your, your SA account. Lah. In other words, I would think from an educated perspective, I will not want to invest my SA account. I'm happy to keep it at 4% risk-free. But I can consider investing my OA account because after fees, if I can make about 5%, 6%, then okay. I think it's worth it to invest my OA. And knowing that SA has a limit, I can only max out my SA at a certain minimum sum. Then yeah, all the extra I can invest in my OA. So in other words, I will prioritize maximizing my SA for the first 4% risk-free return. And then I'll entertain investing my OA account with the CPFIS structure. Okay, I hope that is uh, clear for all of you. I know a lot of things coming around. Uh, OA, SAIS, and what have you. Okay, Singapore got too many acronyms. Uh, but, <laughs> but the idea is your CPFSA account is already paying you 4% and you want to beat 5.5% or about 5% after fees is going to be quite hard. So why not just leave it there and consider investing through the OA? I think that is uh, a little bit better, okay? Which brings me to point number three, and that is I want to be very aggressive with my excess OA money. And what do I mean by excess? It means I have sufficient for my 5% HDB down payment plus three years of mortgage payment. Then I'm good to invest the rest in an extremely aggressive fashion, um, which means all equity lah, to, to beat the CPF risk-free returns. Okay, so why three years mortgage payment, you may ask. Okay, we have already talked about the 5% down payment in last episode, so you totally get that already. Why three years uh, mortgage payment? That is... Because the longest economic downturn so far is three years, lah, essentially. So, which means, uh, worst to worst, uh, three years, you have sufficient to cover your house. Uh, nothing is really going to affect you. You can draw down to your CPF OA if you need to pay the mortgage. Okay, so, so to me, that's uh, you'll be very, 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 very safe already. So, 
estimated 450,000 home loan, okay, I'm assuming the 500,000 BTO, okay, I think Bidadari, maybe a bit hard to get now, lah, but okay, assuming 500,000 BTO, you get 450,000 home loan, 90% of property value, 2.6% interest uh, rates, 1.8K a month times 36 months, that is 114,000 um, needed in your mortgage payment, okay? So, in other words, to be super duper duper safe, I got my CPF down payment already. I got my three-year mortgage payment already. The rest I put in my SA to optimize. Then, yeah, everything else I can invest in CPF IS through the OA structure. And I can just do a full stock portfolio massively, very aggressive in the US and what have you. Okay, so I think we've already talked about it again and again in other podcasts about being aggressive as an investment, what is your stock portfolio looking like and what have you. And the only guys in town at this point in time providing a full stock aggressive portfolio for CPF IS is Endowas. Okay, not sponsored. Not this one, this one not sponsored, huh? They sponsor other things, okay? But but it is what it is. Lah. For now, they are the only provider and they will fundamentally change the game. So to me, that is how I look at it. Lah. Of course, you may say, like, hey, bro, a bit wild, lah. if you think about it, you have 100 over 1,000 in your OA account and then you put the rest in your SA, you think you got so much money ah, by the time you, you want to buy a house and everything. Hey, but honestly, these days, uh, for a lot of the gig workers or for a lot of like, entrepreneurs like myself, uh, we may not have so much money sitting around in the OA or in the CPF in itself. But for a lot of other people that are working $5,000 a month kind of job, which I believe is quite a lot of you guys, 4000 5000 a month, because the median wage is about 4.4 at this, at this point in time. So after a few years, you have about 4 point something, 5000 And if you're pretty lean, you optimize your expenses, you top up your SA, you top up your OA, or you top up your MA, whatever you, it's not that difficult to have these kind of numbers. Right? So I don't think it's far-fetched lah, in that sense. But yes, this is my take on the CPFIS. I think a lot of the articles out there have not factored in why people are not making like higher returns through the CPFIS. Uh, a lot of them are really spending too much money on fees and uh, speculative investments and what have you. Lah. So if you think about it, if you can optimize your CPF already and you have all this extra money sitting around, then hey, why not invest your CPF money? I think over time, the stock market has proven to be a pretty reliable uh, return, okay? But you may not be very, very wealthy from it, la, but you can do decent, lah. right? So I'm going to sum up the three pointers when investing your CPF IS, okay? And this is my view, okay? Like I said, there is no like best way to do things, you know? It's just this is my view after studying this thing and... Yeah, I hope you learned something. Okay, so point number one is when looking at CPFIS, your risk-free return, you need to know, is 4%. Okay, your SA already gives you 4% and the investment horizon is very, very long. Okay, when you're investing CPF, you cannot take the money out. Ma. So liquidity shouldn't be a factor. Okay, I, I know there's some ads going around telling you liquidity, blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever rubbish that they're talking about. <laughs> CPF investment scheme, your risk-free return is 4%, which also means that you don't need to overly optimize to balance with bonds and equity and whatever you because if you want to build the whole portfolio, you already need to factor in this 4%, which also means I don't want to invest my SA. Lah. Which makes me to point number two, and that is 
after fees, it's almost impossible to beat your SA or you'll beat it by very little. Okay, so why bother, right? So after fees, you know, broad market performs about 6% per year. Uh, MSCI Singapore performs about 4.8%. So very hard to beat SA. So just put money in SA, lah, but you can consider investing your OA because I think it's not that difficult to beat the OA 2.5% returns after fees. Okay, number three is... I personally, if I were to invest, if I have so much money in my CPF, I will want to be a little bit more aggressive with my CPF investment with that OA money. After I have 5% of uh, my HDB down payment and 3% of mortgage payments, I think I'm very good to go to be very aggressive with my CPF for like a full stop equity portfolio like that, lah, right? And currently provider is only Andawa so. <laughs> so yes, I hope you learned something and... Uh, of course, there's a lot more nuance and details that can come along with like investing and what have you. But those we already covered in other episodes, right? Specifically for this CPF, I think these are a few factors that you need to be aware of when exploring CPF investments. So with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter rebooked. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through hello at thefinancialcoconut.com With that, have a great day ahead Stay tuned next week And always remember Personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all Selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Okay, so investment is a very 见人见智, okay? Depends on who you are. Depends on your perspectives and depends on your palette and what have you. So I would say look for a professional, talk to them. And uh, in this case, you know, uh, look for whichever advisor that you want to look for to, to have a more holistic discussion about investments. And I do think a lot of people out there, they understand CPF, maybe even better than I do. Right? <laughs> they have been facilitating a lot of CPF investments. Uh, but yeah, be very conscious about low cost and about risk-free returns. I think these two are the main ideas when investing your CPF, right? So low-cost investments um, is important and also... Uh, risk-free law because you don't get 4% out there risk-free. Yeah, so for something that is an extremely long horizon uh, in terms of investment, then yeah, 
4%. Not too bad, right? So that, that's for you. I hope you learned something useful. Next week, I still don't really know what to talk about. But when I figure out, I will let you guys know. <laughs> I think there's uh, endless things to talk about um, happening in the market recently. But I hope, you know, uh, this is the end of August. And I hope you are healthy, doing well. And we're going to open up our country very, very soon. Uh, also, I hope. So yeah, hang on there guys. We are getting past this whole COVID situation. And uh, like it or not, you're not alone. Uh, we are here for you lah, together. Okay, anything we should hang out, you know, after the border, uh, after not border, after this whole thing opens, you know, we should organize a TFC gathering. Any questions, come to our Telegram group. I can expound in more detail specific to your situation. Meanwhile, take care.